Welcome to Drifted Podcast with Justin Kane. I'm your host and I welcome you today as you continue your journey of walking free from religion and functional Christianity into a relationship with God, one that is full of joy, discovery, and grace. Enjoy today's episode. Of who your father is. For over 20 years now, I've been exploring who God is really and what he's really like. And I don't have it all together. There, there, in five years, I'm going to discover more and more about my father. In five more years, this thing is going to continue to evolve. But over the next number of weeks, I'm excited to share with you things that I've come to love about God. Like things that I've come to learn. And they're not things that are like always super exciting. They're just things about this is who our God is. And when you learn this about him and you start to embrace this about him, it literally can change the trajectory of your entire life. It doesn't happen in a moment. God wants to relate with you and he wants for him to reveal himself to you. And I can just imagine he was just so ready for like, all right, Moses, man, when are you going to ask the question? Come on, just ask it. I, I'm, I'm so ready for you to ask, Lord Reveal yourself to me. Show me your glory. And I'm sure God was like, yes, I get to do something that I rarely ever get to do. And we have Jesus who is the exact representation of who our Father is. And we can begin to understand who God is and we can begin to embrace him. I love this verse in Daniel 11.32. It says these words, but the people who what? Who know their God. There's a difference between knowing about and knowing. When somebody calls me on the phone that I know, I know their voice. I know them intimately. I've been in a relationship with them. And he says these words, the people who know their God shall be what? That's a powerful promise is that as you begin to know God, as you begin to understand God, as you begin to relate with God, you become stronger and stronger, able to handle whatever life throws at you. And it says that those who know their God, they will carry out great exploits. I believe this with all my heart, that the more that you begin to know God, the more that you're willing to take risks that you weren't willing to take until you knew the God that is saying, just take a step. Peter took a step out of that boat onto that water, and he had a profound experience. Yes, he drowned, but he walked on water. Why? Because he knew Jesus, and he knew the one that was calling him, and he got his eyes off of him. But when you start to pursue God and know the God that I'm going to share with you this morning and the weeks to come, and he starts to now stir you up inside and say, you know what I, I really want to begin to cause you to do? You'll start to go, well, I don't think I can do that. Oh, you know, Just keep on spending time with me, and you'll feel like you can do anything. Why? Because he's God. And there's some giftings inside of you in this room. There's some of you in this room that are very comfortable where you're at. Like, this is cool. This is where me and God are at. But the closer you get, the more you begin to understand who God is. And this is why people are scared at times of God because they think he's going to ask me to do something that I can't do. Yes, he is, but he is going to give you the grace to do it. And it may always be beyond you. And it may always be something that may have a little bit of fear here and fear there. But at the end of the day, he looks at Moses and he says, Moses, I want to reveal myself to you because if you're going to lead a people of 2.5 million people, 
away from Egypt, and then I'm going to help, help you try to walk them into this promised land and get Egypt out of them, you need to know who's follow, who you're following. And so as you guys begin to discover over the next number of weeks who God really is and what he's really like, I'll just say this right off the bat. He is the most joyful, gentle, kind, gracious being you will ever encounter. Just chew on that for a moment, that there is no one more joyful than God. No one. I'm sure some of you don't even have a picture of God being joyful. Like he's just some big grumpy guy up in a chair up there just so ticked off at his kids for screwing everything up, right? But man, he's the most joyful, the most kind, gracious, and gentle person you will ever experience in your life. Hebrews 11 Verse 3, the reason why I want to share this passage with you this morning is because it, it talks about Jesus. And it talks about who Jesus was and how, who he represented. And I think this is important because as you look at the life of Jesus, you'll begin to see a representation of who God is. Jesus came and he healed. Who's God? He's the great physician. Jesus came and he spoke truth. God is the God of truth. You'll find it everywhere in the scriptures. And it says these words, the sun reflects God's own glory. So you see the sun, you'll know the Father. Read about the sun, you'll know who God is. They're the exact same. Everything, and look at it, everything about him represents God exactly. You see how Jesus handled something, you will see the heart of the Father. He sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. And after he died to cleanse us from the stain of sin, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God of heaven. But I want to focus on that just briefly as everything about Jesus represents God exactly. And when you begin to go and see the nature and the heartbeat and the movements of Jesus, you'll start to discover something about God that you may have never seen before. So let's explore a few things that I absolutely have come to learn, to know, and to love about our Father. Here's the first one. These are things that you may already know in your mind, but don't let already knowing them keep you from understanding them more deeply. The first one is this, is that God is always consistent, but also hilariously unpredictable. Can I get an Amen. I don't know if you understand that, but he is always consistent. He is going to do what he said, but you just have no clue how he's going to make it happen. The reason why I have come to learn this is because I know that I'm always in the same place with my father. He consistently will always see me the same way. But how he plays something out in my life will always be unpredictable. Oh, God's a healer, yes, but how he actually brings you to the place of healing, unpredictable, but he's consistent. He consistently never lies, Numbers 23, 19. He is consistently faithful, but you never know how that faithfulness is going to be woven into your life. That's Hebrews 10, 23. He is consistently always with us. Every single day he is walking with us. Every single moment he is always with us. But sometimes don't you feel like he's not there? He's unpredictable. Because there's, no, there's moments where he knows what's best for us. I'm reminded of when a kid begins to learn how to walk. What do parents do? They start to put the kid on his, his, his feet. They want, you know, everybody to watch. And, uh, and, and, look, and, they, and then they what? They back up. And as the kid gets closer, what does the parent, usually the father, do? He backs up. 
And to the kid, that seems cruel. But to the father, what's the father knowing? Every step he is taking, he's learning how to do it more better or more efficiently. And the same thing is true with God at times. We'll feel like, I'm done with this season, God. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, come on, come on. You're, you're, you're almost there. We're just about to brace. And then we get there and we're like, okay, it's coming to an end. And they'll just go like that. And we'll see it as like, man, why, why does God do that? And that's why I'm trying to share with you is these perceptions of why would God do that? That's flat out mean. In fact, no, he's just allowing us to grow a little bit. He wants to know where our trust level is with him. He is consistently always good. Psalms 136.1. He is consistently always in pursuit of you relentlessly. Psalms 139. He is consistently always watching over you. Always. Job 34.21. He is consistently always ordering your steps. But unpredictable. Can I get an amen? is that I know that he's ordering my steps. I know that he's watching over me. I know that he's always good. But then why are we going this way? If the Israelites were on an 11-day trek down, I think it's down the Mesopotamia, they could have gotten to the promised land in 11 days from Egypt. Do you know where God led them? I mean, think about this. Think about kids. Think about a 3-year-old. Think about a 90-year-old. They were all part of this camp. And guess where God took them? Toward the what? The wilderness. So consistently, hey, I'm going to be with you. And always unpredictable. So they come to this body of water, and what do they begin to do? Oh, Moses, you brought us out here. Oh, we're going to die. We'd, we'd, we'd rather, let's just go back to Egypt. And don't we do that because we go, wait, he's good. Then why am I standing in front of the Red Sea like this, and we can't even get across? He's hilariously unpredictable. And when you come to enjoy this about him, then you get to that Red Sea and go, hmm, this will be interesting. How are you going to pull this one off, Lord? And he always has a way. And so Moses began to lift up his rod and the waters began to depart. And so they all made it through. I mean, they even sang a song. They rejoiced. They're like, man, our enemies, now they're dead. And now we are, and then they, Travel a few more days, and they come to another little area of water, and guess what? It was bitter. And what do they do? Oh, what are we doing out here now? Why are we even in a wilderness, our kids? They're hot. They're complaining. They're, they're being annoying. The, the older ones, the elderly couple, they, they don't think they can go anymore. And they started to complain again because they didn't know God. And sometimes we do the same thing about life as we complain about where we're at in life rather than get somewhat excited about how God is going to turn this around. How is God going to fix this? How is God going to cause me from where I am to where he's promised that I would be? Just a number of years ago, God spoke some promises into my life. And boy, oh boy, do I not fully understand this until now. So he spoke these promises, and me being who I am, I said, okay, well, let me map out a plan. I know how to get there. This is great. Lord, thank you for showing me where I'm going. Now I can get there myself. And then as those, those plans begin to crumble, I begin to realize and come to enjoy 
God, you have something of greater purpose than me getting there. You have me in mind. And he doesn't want you there. He wants there in you first. Does that make sense? He doesn't want somebody to win the lottery. He wants them to be a lottery winner first inside. So that when they get there, it doesn't destroy their life. It actually is something that they're ready for. And that's why he is unpredictable. So you seldom know what he's going to do next. You seldom know how he is going to do it. You don't know how he's going to pull off that miracle or set you up for success or deliver you from the bind that you're in or set you free from the financial difficulty that you're facing. But I hope that you will get excited that he's consistently good. He's always with you. But how you're going to get there is going to be a bit unpredictable. He says it like this to Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He says, we don't think the same. We don't see things the same. He said, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so I want to encourage you. And everybody that I get a mentor or pastor at a moment, I always try to encourage them with this thought. Is if you could stop two questions in your spiritual vocabulary, you will be better off. And here they are. The two questions is how God and when God. When you start to practice eliminating those questions from your vocabulary, instead of saying how God and when God, and you start to get excited about what's going to play itself out, and how God's going to do it without having to try to figure it out, it starts to add excitement to your relationship with God. You start to look forward to those moments when you don't know how it's going to work out, but you know God is going to work it out. 